This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Hello, and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast, we bring you draft content. It's the off-season. It's the most exciting time, the season of hope for all NFL fans. We don't know who we're going to sign, who we're going to cut, trade. The free agent frenzy's coming shortly down the line. And then we have the greatest period in any NFL fan season. Sod the Super Bowl. It's the draft. Looking at all those prospects, over-egging the pudding on the research and the detail. Looking at the size of quarterback's hands. It's all coming up. And it's so exciting. This is the first of a very special series of episodes that I'm going to record for you. And the team are going to join me later. They haven't joined me because they're not that asked about quarterbacks for because they're Chargers fans. And we're not going to get one. We've got Justin Herbert. But these episodes aren't just for Chargers fans. These are specials available to anybody interested in the NFL. Seasoned veterans of the NFL, you can join in if you're new to it and you just want to know what the draft's about and get a primer come join us because we're going to talk position by position, the prospects we love. Do we think they're going to be great in the NFL? Do we think they're going to be backups, flame out, go undrafted? Are they going to get traded? We're going to talk about each positional class. There'll be a little bit for Chargers fans where we talk about the fit and the target. We're going to do some mock drafts later. We're going to research exactly who we want, but these are snippet episodes. Don't you don't have to sit through two hours of NFL draft content just to know the height of the quarterback you're not going to draft. This is about bang, 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 prospects, who we love and who we hate. This first episode is about the quarterbacks, the prime position. How lucky are Chargers fans? We left Philip Rivers behind and we moved into the Justin Herbert era. On the latest episode, we talked about where we ranked him in the NFL. I had him third. I think there's an argument he's definitely top four. I'd I'd struggle to see anyone else argue that he was lower than fifth at the very least. It's it's a privileged position. But out there, there are NFL teams striving for a quarterback to make a difference because without one, what is your franchise? Meaningless, nothing. And what's interesting is that it is worth swinging for the fences time after time until you get the most important building block for your NFL franchise, your quarterback. We've seen teams like the Jaguars strike out, the Jets strike out year after year, struggling to get someone that can settle them down and make a legitimate charge at the playoffs. But what about the recent transactions in the NFL? We've just seen today, not today for you, today for me, a big move. The AFC West quarterback carousel, the competition in that division, in my division, is absolutely crazy. As Russell Wilson is traded for an incredible haul of Denver Bronco picks. He comes to Denver to try and take what is an elite championship defense and give the offense some momentum and traction towards competing. I think they've spent too much, but it just shows what NFL teams are willing to do, the capital they're willing to dispose of to get themselves a quarterback, a gunslinger. How lucky were we that Justin Herbert fell to us? We could have had two attack of Aloha um, on the charges. We didn't. Um, Not all franchises are privileged. So if you are interested in a quarterback for your team in the 2022 NFL draft, stay with me. I'm going to analyze them. Starting off, number five, it is the one and only Desmond Ritter. He's a quarterback out of Cincinnati. He's height 6'3", 
reasonable height, not too tall, probably not quite as high as tall as you would like in a franchise quarterback. He weighs 207. He led the Cincinnati Bearcats to a blowout over Miami um, uh, of Ohio, Murray State. He had, however, some horrific games. Uh, some of the tape is quite frankly not what you expect from an NFL standard. Um, most people seem to evaluate him as a high-level backup or potentially a low-level interim starter for someone. I've graded him as a fifth-round pick. I think it likely, given the quarterback's rise in the draft, he's going to go in the third to fourth round, most likely the third. I think mid-third is quite likely. He has some ability in the pocket to move it around, to keep it as a, rather than a Philip Rivers statuesque base. He can move around. He can get defences guessing of where exactly the spot is he's going to throw the ball from. Um, he has problems with ball security. Didn't improve um, overtly into the 2021 season. Um, but he does have a quality base level of skills. Um I think definitely mid-rounder there, could sneak into day three, but very likely going to rise just to get into the day two picks. Um, but he had a bad off-season. Going into the draft, he didn't impress at the senior bowl. Um, and I definitely don't think he's going to compete with Mac Jones, who was the rated my fifth best prospect just last year. He is significantly beneath that level, which kind of gives you an idea of where this draft class of quarterbacks is. I'm going to sum it up at the end, but don't be surprised that it isn't quite as good as many of the years before. Fourth overall for me, if you're looking for a quarterback in the NFL draft, is the Ole Miss QB, Matt Corral. Um, I, I don't know really for him. I started to fall in love with him early on. I thought this could be really a first round pick, someone that surprises you and gets in the first round above other better and more well-known names. Um, he did have an injury on his foot, luckily um, uh, the x-rays were negative on the break and quite frankly 3,349 yards 20 touchdowns five interceptions there were games I thought that's a franchise quarterback however there were games that were quite frankly the exact opposite he's accurate he has a strong arm he's developing his field vision throughout the year um, I think he can be quite agile he's more of a Joe Burrow than than someone like a Cam Newton don't get me wrong but he's tough strong. He's got a strong core. I don't look at him. The foot injury is a bit of a freak accident, but I don't look at him and think he's a weak, fragile, ever injured quarterback. Um, he, I think that he's very likely going to be a short-term starter in the NFL who could develop into a reasonable but not elite starter. I think his ceiling isn't too low. I think he has the ability and the skill set um, to, to get into the NFL and stick in the NFL He's just got to make sure that he doesn't commit the turnovers. He, at some points, gets a little bit sloppy. His accuracy wanes as his, he clearly loses stamina as he marches on through a game. Uh, and that's when he can get, lose a game for his team. So he's got to improve on that. Um, he's also quite short. Six foot one is too short for a quarterback in general. Uh, he's 198. Although he does have that sturdiness about him when he's with his mobility, he isn't the biggest, most domineering kind of a quarterback. Um, but I think he potentially could sneak into a late first round pick and surprise everyone. More likely a solid, for me, second round pick. And someone's going to give him a chance. He could well start straight away for a franchise or potentially sit behind a veteran before becoming their starter, moving on into 2023, maybe 2024. Um, now, I'm going to surprise you all. My third round Third overall rated quarterback 
is Pittsburgh's very own Kenny Pickett. A lot of people for a long time have had Kenny as the number one overall rated quarterback. And for me, I've watched more tape on him than any other quarterback, and he has stunk it up. I can't stand him. I am against this guy. I just don't see where the hype has come from. And somebody's going to waste a first-round pick on him. I think a first half of the first round, someone is going to get themselves um, a Ryan Leaf. Or, you know, it, it could happen. He's 6'3", he's 217. Um, more recently, if you go and look at his Super Bowl highlights, uh, sorry, Senior Bowl highlights, reasonable, decent, you might say. Nothing special. Certainly didn't light it up. He, he didn't dominate the conversation or the talent. He didn't come through off the telly. Uh, and strike you as someone that was going to be a franchise quarterback picked oh first overall it's just not the case um i don't know really he's he 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 absolutely caught fire in terms of performances he was absolutely incredible in 2021 let's not take that away he absolutely destroyed opponents um and pittsburgh looked great they beat some good good teams clemson tennessee um got its first acc championship it seems to me that this guy if you don't rush him, if he's got a bit of time, he's protected, he finds his rhythm, he finds his wide receiver talent, his tight end, he can take the top off a of defence and go and get a touchdown. And, and you think, wow, that's absolutely amazing. But you add a little bit of pressure, a little bit of NFL quality pressure, and he struggles. He, he comes off that echelon. You know, 4,319 yards, 42 touchdowns, just seven interceptions he had five rushing touchdowns as well you know he's not going to be Lamar Jackson don't get me wrong um but he's got he's got the ability I said it before sort of Joe Burrow he's not quite as good as Justin Herbert but Joe Burrow efficient effective running I think we're going to see from him um he's not going to rip it he's not going to absolutely take you the skin off your hands as he rips it down the field he's going to in games that have a poor defense and in particular poor pass rush he'll find a rhythm he'll pass it down the field he'll look really good he'll launch it long he'll score a touchdown and he'll win you a game and you'll think wow this is incredible and then you're going to face an elite defense or a defense that does something slightly different once they've worked him out in particular i think he'll start here's my prediction i think he'll start in year one for someone could be seattle that's where i think he's going to go um and i think he has a efficient reasonable non-playoff year in year one and then they find him out and they get to him and they scheme him uh, with the de defensive backs and they end his NFL career in year two and he becomes a career backup. That, that, or maybe just a journeyman wide, uh, quarterback one. Could happen. Um, and he has very small hands. Why is everyone obsessed with hands? He has to wear gloves to grip the football. Tiny little hands. Um but I think he's got, he does have a natural feel. You can tell that he's a quarterback for the NFL. It's there, that little touch, that intermediary passing develops into long term, long, long passing. He has it. He has some skill. He's not a first round pick. He's a developmental second round pick with overhype because of the results he got Pittsburgh and some of the teams he beat and the championship that he comes with. Um, he's going to go first overall quarterback. He's going to go top 10. He'll probably go Seattle, I think. And he is not going to live up to the hype. So don't buy into it. He's he's not your number one. He's my number three. Um, my number two, my number two is North Carolina's Sam Howell. I think late first round, early second round um, is likely. I think he probably should go mid mid first. 
because of the lack of talent. Someone should take a swing on him. Probably going to drift into the late of the first round pick. Um, but he was a bit mixed. I, I sort of watched him in 2021. I thought this is quite interesting. If he came out, he's he's a third day backup prospect that you could develop into something like like a poor man's a poor man's sort of Baker Mayfield, really. Um, but the more I watched him, the more I didn't particularly think that he had the ceiling the ceiling to achieve that. He's just, he, he goes really hot and cold. He will dazzle you and show you that he, wow, he can make a throw that no one else can. I love that. That's great. And then, and then you won't see that throw again for the entirety of the season. Uh, one, one hit wonder. Um, but he can lead an offense. I think he's got um, some accuracy, some ability, very much, very good touch across the middle of the field, intermediate routes. I saw a lot of tight ends um, and some slant play, Really nice touch over linebackers that hadn't dropped too deep, but they weren't pushed up all the way. Um, and he just drops it in. Very nice. Progresses the ball down the field. He, he loses a lot of accuracy on the long ball. He doesn't have that part of his game. Um, but I think he could be a reasonable starter. I think you get him there. If you give him the time, someone could take him mid to late first, sit him for a year, develop him, and then roll him on out uh, as, a, as a reasonable kind of a quarterback. I think he's somewhere Derek Carr level, maybe a little lower than Derek Carr. If you want a direct comparison, um, he wouldn't be anywhere near some of the prospects before. But interestingly, if you look at who's been ranked third overall quarterback over the last few seasons, 2019 was Drew Locke and Drew Locke's been up and down. He's had some good games. He's won some games and he's definitely not a starter in the, in the NFL, but he's going to go and do it at Seattle. It could be the Sam Howell and Drew Locke show. And somehow is a slightly higher ceiling version of Drew Locke. Um, but, you know, it, it does show the weakness in the class that uh, that we're talking about him in, in that regard. He's only six foot, um, quite stocky, 221 at six foot. But, um, you know, I think that goes against him a little bit because he doesn't have the pure mobility. But the touch, we'll, we'll see how that little intermediary passes go. You know, that can make a career of those. Um, and that takes me to my number one quarterback and actually you know I, I don't think that this particular draft class is 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 that good it's miles weaker than most years it doesn't have anyone elite that you think is going to light it up no no long-term starters that I think are going to have a decades-long career in the NFL um, it has a lot of prospects mid-round picks not many people that I stay, but it has one guy I've started to fall in love with as a prospect and someone's going to get him. I think he won't go first overall. He could do. He could go first overall, first quarterback overall in the NFL draft. He could surprise us and go third or fourth with some trades happening and go, wow, where did that come from? But it would validate what I'm seeing on the tape. This guy is out of liberty. It's Malik Willis. I think he's, he, you know, he's, he's only six foot but he's got great arm strength. He had a great senior bowl. He showed real strength in his arm. He was absolutely launching the ball. Um, it was terrible conditions um, in mobile, mobile, and he helped himself no end. And it's, I, I watched this tape. It, it was halfway through watching him. I'd already sort of started my little love affair with him as a quarterback, and I started going, who is this guy who can do this? The conditions were awful. You know, you just wouldn't imagine it. And he really rose through it. So in particular, the weather thing I really want to stress because weather, poor weather will interest teams in those climates. Can a quarterback come to Pittsburgh and succeed? Malik Wilson could do. 
replace Roethlisberger. That's the fit for me. Um, and I, I think there could be a late... There's always this thing where earlier on in the NFL process, you get um, a set of rankings and, and, and it's based on a body of work for a prospect and he's measurable. And then as you get into draft season, things go crazy and the board moves everywhere um, based on all sorts of different trends. And it gets a little bit silly and some NFL teams buy into it and others don't. Um, but you do notice these strange movements. Um, as we get nearer the draft, I wouldn't be surprised to see Malik Willis really, really generate that kind of late NFL draft hype, which is the biggest drinking from the cup of late season stupidity as you get to the draft and, and they're project, projecting this guy's rising, this guy's falling. And there's always a guy that's out of nowhere and, and, and rises up draft boards and people people buy into it. An NFL team buys into it. So this one's justified. Malik Willis, rising up draft boards. Pittsburgh Steelers, new quarterback is my prediction. After a trade, top five overall and justified he is not going to be Justin Herbert. He is not going to be anywhere near the levels there. Um, but I think he could be better than a Zach, Will, Will, uh, Zach Wilson from last year, certainly better than Dwayne Haskins. This guy could be a reasonable, decent starter for a team in conditions that challenge. Um, you know, he, he, he 61% of his passes were accurate on target court. 2,857 yards, 27 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Um, he rushed for 878 yards. He does have a really good knack of holding onto the football. He doesn't commit particular turnovers. Um, he got a bit stupid in in in, in sort of the October November time um, when when he was clearly in. This is interesting because you have to dive. You have to dive, in a prospect. You have to dive into what the numbers mean. Uh, what are the numbers? You know, just do you take them as face value or do you go and look at why they happened? He has 12 turnovers, which seems high, but actually when you look at it, he's a really good and cautious thrower. He finds pockets, he avoids risk, overt risk. And when you look at him, why has he got 12 turnovers? Because he had these silly games. He had these silly games where he tried to force it down the field and show off when he was getting ahead in games and it, it resulted in stupid interceptions. And some really good interceptions. There's some, when we talk about the defences, there's going to be a lot of talk about the people that picked off Willis. Um, and why they were quite significantly decent NFL talent. And that actually means Willis, if he can control his urge to go for the deep bomb, um, then then that'll help him in his NFL career. Um, the other thing, you know, he's got heaps of talent. He speaks well. Um, I've heard a lot of rumours recently um, that he's impressed people at the Combine. He comes across as a true leader, um, this 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 leader of men who is calm and a passionate lover of the game um, and has a skill set. He needs to be better as just standing in there and delivering a football with touch and, and, and accuracy down the middle of the field. The day-to-day -day passes where you aren't maneuvering around the pocket. You're just staying there and getting ready for your tight end or your wide receiver to come across on a slant and you're delivering the football over a linebacker's head or picking a pass down a channel or finding a soft zone, and he needs to develop that. But he's what he's really good at is mobility and getting out of the pocket and launching the ball down the field, using his legs to do it. And if he can just we just take that natural desire to just sling it, just, just launch it, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be a reasonable NFL starter, 
and I reiterate, Weathers interesting. I just loved seeing the way the power he puts on the the ball in difficult conditions shows that he could well suit a team who's willing to spend extra draft capital to get him somewhere like Pittsburgh. Makes sense. It's a good fit. Kind of name you expect to be a Pittsburgh quarterback. Roethlisberger to Willis. Makes sense. Look, guys, in summary, it is not a strong quarterback class. This is not the year you truly want to go and get a franchise quarterback to sell shirts and deliver Super Bowls. It isn't. I'm just being honest with you. If you're listening to this and you're not a Chargers fan and you need a quarterback, I'm sorry. You didn't get Justin Herbert. You didn't get one of the guys from previous years, previous amazing, amazing quarterback draft. We've got Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, Allen. There's a good core to replace the Rivers, Brady, Roethlisberger, Mannings of this world. Rogers, when he goes. If he just go, please just go. 18 years. No, you need to go. But this quarterback class is not strong. It's distinctly average. There's some good backups. There's some good developmental talent I could see lingering as backups. There's some players that I could see being journeymen. There's one guy I could see potentially with the ability to develop into a starter. But it's not great. It's not it's not, not a great year to go trading like Seattle have. Uh, sorry, like the Broncos uh, have given it all away. Seattle now don't have a quarterback. They're going to be fishing around. Ninth pick, it's dangerous. They've got the capital to go and get someone. And then you've ended up spending multiple years, first year, first round picks for multiple years to go and get someone. There is nowhere near the talent level you'd want to spend that draft capital on. But ultimately, that is the end. That is your little summary. 20 minutes to talk through the draft. Quarterbacks. Uh, no Chargers fans. We don't need one. We don't need one. You never know. Telesco might throw out a late round pick, but we're not looking. We're looking at the top. The guys, the kind of names you're going to see going in day one and day two, maybe into day three, early doors. Um, and the Chargers, I don't think are going to touch any of these guys. Just feel grateful, Chargers fans, that you have listened. Thank you for listening. You've listened to this podcast all about quarterbacks. You've watched this video if you're watching on YouTube and or on Facebook. And you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the, the quarterbacks coming in the NFL draft because you've got one in Justin Herbert. And I apologize to the rest of the NFL, all those teams that don't have one, that have that have are seeking. Tampa Bay, unlucky mate. Tom Tom Brady's let you let you down, disappeared, left you with a big, big cap hit to saddle on. Like the mules carrying the load, he's left you with that. But ultimately. You know, this this is a difficult, difficult period for, for teams needing to go and get quarterbacks. Um, but look, let's see about my predictions. I'm going to say I'm going to say top five for Willis. Um, Pickett's going to be top 10. Top 10, I think, is probably reasonable. Nine to Seattle, perhaps. Uh, maybe a little higher than that. Um, and then we're going to see the rest of the guys late, late one into two and day three picks. So uh, don't expect too much from your quarterbacks. Guys, we're going to have special episodes coming up, running back, wide receiver. They're coming up, um, and we're going to go through every position. We're going to give you primers, whether you support the Chargers, whether you're just an NFL fan. You will know the top five. And and, and the, the other guys have abandoned me. Can I shout out? You guys have abandoned me tonight. They, they, they're like, Chargers don't need a quarterback. We're not going to talk about quarterbacks. It's not about that. It's about spreading knowledge, about spreading opinion, spreading the kind of intel that gives you the best experience through the off-season and into the draft. I am Elliot Bermudez for the Charged Up Bolts podcast. It's the off-season. Bolt up.